Well, Merry Christmas, Warehouse Church. It's so good to be with you on this Sunday, on this Christmas morning. And I'm so excited if you're with us for the first time and watching, uh, we want to say Merry Christmas to you and welcome to Warehouse Church. My name is Rick and I have the honor and privilege of being the pastor here. And, and I hope, my prayer is that you are having a wonderful morning with friends and family celebrating the birth of Jesus today. And let me just encourage you and invite you to go ahead and grab your Bibles while you're sitting there in your PJs and, and you got your Christmas PJs on and you got your, your warm drink and you're, you're watching with us and grab your Bible and go ahead and turn to John chapter one. We're going to start there in just a few minutes. And, and I just want to start by saying I absolutely love Christmas. I love it so much. I love, I love Christmas movies. Uh, every year I watch Elf and I watch Christmas Vacation and I watch The Christmas Story and, uh, and I love watching Christmas movies. I love uh, spending time with my family and, and on Christmas morning, uh, I always love watching my family open their presents. There's just something joyful about that and seeing their expressions on their faces and the gratitude uh, in their hearts and, and so I love that. But of all the things that I love about Christmas, the one thing that I love the most are Christmas lights. I love Christmas lights. I mean, Clark Griswold is my hero, and, uh, and I wish that I was half the light man that he was, and I'm glad I don't have a cousin named Eddie. And, uh, but I love Love, love, love putting up Christmas lights, and I love going around town and looking at other people's light displays. And, and every year, my family, we have a tradition where we jump in the car, and we drive around, and we go looking at Christmas lights. And, uh, and as we drive around, we see lots of different lights. We see, we see uh, beautiful lights like this one right here, uh, where everything is so perfectly decorated, and it's amazing, and it's beautiful. And, and then we, sometimes we find funny houses uh, like this one right here. I love this one, where the neighbor has like it all decked out, and the other neighbor's like, just ditto. Just like ditto. I love that. I love funny houses. Uh, and then sometimes you find houses that are like, Ah, well, nice try. Like, you know, they get a participation trophy for trying, right? And, uh, and then there's sometimes, though, there's always, there's always one of these houses that just went too far. Like, check out this video. Like those are great houses to look at, but can you imagine living next to that guy? Like, can you imagine trying to go to sleep at night and all you hear is the music and see the lights flashing? And, uh, and, and I mean, where, how could you even imagine living next to that guy? So I love Christmas lights. I love to be around them. I love putting them up. I, you come to my house, I've got Christmas lights everywhere because I love them. But have you ever wondered this? Have you ever wondered, like, why we go through the hassle? Why do we go through the hassle every year to put up these Christmas lights? I mean, where did it all begin? And why do we do it? Uh, do we do it to spread Christmas cheer? Or, or do we do it to one-up our neighbor, like this guy did on the video? I mean, do we do it to show off our, our superior light-hanging skills? Or could there be some deeper meaning behind 
the lights that we love during Christmas. And chances are that you've heard the Christmas story before once or twice. And, 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 but while reading the Bible this year, as I was reading through the Bible, I noticed something especially exciting to me about the Christmas story. That I was, as I was traveling through the book of John, uh, I read some passages about Jesus' birth, and I, I heard them, and I, I've heard them a bunch of times. Like, I remember going to church and growing up in church and, and hearing the Christmas story, but this time there was this theme that jumped out at me that was woven through Jesus' birth that was more clearly to me this year than ever. And I wanted to share it with you tonight, to the, today. And Christmas, the celebration of Jesus' birth, is all about the lights. It's all about the lights. Now, now, before you check out on me, let me explain what I mean by that. You see, it's no secret. It really is no secret that we live in a dark world. But according to the Bible, it wasn't always that way, right? It wasn't always a dark world. In the beginning, God created this flawless paradise that was free from the problems that we often face today. There was no sickness, there was no evil, there was no injustice, there was no death. It was just a perfect place to be. But then, darkness, what the Bible calls sin, crept in. And it messed everything up. And now, because of that, we live in a dark and broken and dying world. And don't believe me, just go ahead and turn on the news and watch a few minutes and see all the crime and murder and suicide and shootings and, and abuse and human trafficking and terrorism and war. And it's everywhere. It's hard for us not to see the darkness in our world. Like our world really is a train wreck. But this mess wasn't God's fault. God never intended for the world to be dark. And Christmas, why we're celebrating today, Christmas is the story of God's solution. It's the story of how God brought light back to our dark world in the form of a little baby. And let me show you what I mean. If you, if you have your Bibles, just go ahead and turn to the book of John. And we're going to start at the beginning with chapter 1 and, and verse 1. And then we're going to jump around a bit in the book of John. But now I want you to know that John doesn't tell the traditional Christmas story. Uh, he doesn't tell it in the same manner as Matthew and Luke do. There's no manger in his story. There's no shepherds or wise men. But as John talks about Jesus coming from up there to down here, he is constantly referring to Jesus as the light. And so let's check out verses 1 through 9 together if you want to read along. The words will be on the screen. You can use your Bible or the Bible app. And, and here's what it says. John begins his Christmas story saying, In the beginning was the Word. Now, later on in verse 14, we find out that the Word is John, that John, the John, when he uses the word word, he's referring to Jesus. So whenever you see John say the word, think Jesus. And so in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. And so John is 
talking about the beginning of time. He's talking about creation and how Jesus was there from the very beginning, getting his hands dirty at the creation of the universe because he and God are one. Verse 4 says, in him, and Jesus was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, John says, and the darkness has not overcome it. And then he transitions in verse 6 and says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now, this isn't the John, the apostle John, who's writing this book, but this is the John the Baptist who was a prophet of God who was sent ahead to prepare the way for Jesus, to tell others of the coming of Jesus. And so he says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John, and he came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. Jesus, the eternal Son of God, creator of the universe, stepped out of heaven and became God incarnate or God in flesh. In other words, God came from up there to down here in the form of a baby named Jesus. And why did Jesus come? Why did, why did Christmas have to happen? Well, according to John, Jesus came to bring the light. Jesus came to shine into the darkness. A light so strong, a light so bright, a light so magnificent that the darkness can never overcome it. You see, Jesus is the light of the world. I wonder, have you ever been someplace or somewhere that was completely pitch dark? Like so dark that you couldn't even see your hands in front of your face. That's, that's really dark, and that can be really scary too. Like I remember when my daughter Emma, she was maybe four years old, and, and I had gone into the garage, and, and I didn't know that she had followed me into the garage, and our garage didn't have any windows. There was no windows on the garage door, no windows on the walls, and, uh, and I didn't know she was in there. And I, was, I went in, got my thing, and I came out, and I turned off the light, and I shut the door. And for about five minutes, I couldn't figure out where my daughter was. And she was stuck in the garage, terrified and scared to death because she couldn't see anything. And she couldn't find the door. And she was afraid. And ever since that moment, she became afraid of the dark. Now, what can darkness do to the light? Absolutely nothing. Like, darkness has no power over light. But without light... Darkness takes over. Darkness, by definition, isn't even a thing. It's only the absence of light. That's what darkness means. And that's where the world is without Jesus. That's where the world is without Jesus. That, that is each and every life without Jesus. And why? Because Jesus is the light of the world. Now, don't take my word for it. Jesus said that of himself. If you fast forward to John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus is speaking, and here's what it says. It says, when Jesus spoke again to the people, here's what he said. He said, I am 
the light of the world. He says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I don't know if you caught that or not, but Jesus proclaims himself to be the light of the world. And he says this very important truth that if you will follow him, that if you will choose to receive his grace, that if you will choose to receive all that he has for you, he says, you will never walk in darkness again, but you will have the light and not just any light, but the light of life. Or what about John 3.16? It's probably the most famous verse in the Bible, and, and many people know it, and it says simply this, that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And this is the best news Straight from Jesus himself, Jesus is saying that being a Christian isn't some spiritual club. It's not some, someone of the super elite. He says that anyone, anyone who believes, anyone who believes in him can have the light. Jesus is saying, I'm the light of the world. And anyone and everyone is invited to be in relationship with me. You see, church, you can be rescued from the dark. You can be rescued from the dark things of your past. Jesus offers us forgiveness. He offers us salvation. He offers us love. He offers us hope. He offers us joy and peace and all of eternity and light with him in heaven. And maybe, maybe you've heard John 3.16 before, and maybe you're like, oh, Pastor Rick, I know John 3.16. I've heard it, but have you ever read the verses following I mean, look at verses 19 through 20. Jesus is still talking. He's still speaking. And he says this. He says, this is the verdict. In other words, this is the truth. Light has come into the world. I'm here. Light has come into the world, he says. But people, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. And this is really the problem, isn't it? Like Jesus offers us light, but we love the darkness. Jesus says, I am the light of the world, but we would rather be in the dark. Because it's in the dark that we have dark secrets and, and we have dark thoughts and we have dark desires and maybe even a dark past or our dark sins that we would rather not be exposed to the light, but kept in the dark. And many of us spend so much time, so much of our lives avoiding Jesus because we have secrets that we're afraid that will come out if we get too close to Jesus. So Jesus says we stay in the dark. It's like when you're in a really dark room and you've been in those dark rooms before and your eyes adjust to the darkness, right? Like your eyes adjust and you get comfortable and eventually it doesn't feel so dark, at least until someone turns on the lights, and then you realize just how dark it really was as the light blinds you. And that's, that's what we are so afraid of, that Jesus is light, so bright and so pure that he exposes the darkness that exists in us. 
And unfortunately, this causes so many people to run. It's kind of like those makeup mirrors. My wife and my daughter both have one of those makeup mirrors that have the lights around them. And, and, and they use them uh, and, 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 uh, to see uh, all the imperfections and all the wrinkles and all the things on their, on their face. But some women are afraid of them because, well, these lights like reveal everything. And every wrinkle and every blemish and every imperfection becomes clear as day. And, and nobody likes being confronted with their shortcomings. Sometimes it feels easier, right, just to, just to cover it all up without looking uh, or without getting too close to the light or maybe even ignoring it all together. And as the light, this is kind of what Jesus does. Next to his perfection, every one of our sins become obvious. Next to his light, all the darkness is stripped away and we are raw and vulnerable in front of him. And we have no choice but to be confronted with our shortcomings, with our imperfections, and with our brokenness. So people, they choose to avoid Jesus. And as a pastor, I see this all the time. People are ashamed of the way that they've been living or they don't want any light to shine on their situation. So they avoid coming to church. They avoid a relationship with Jesus. And, and I meet people all the time. And, and they are usually really friendly like, and really cool and, and they love to talk to me. And, 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 but I try to wait as long as possible to tell them what I do for a living. Like inevitably the question's gonna come up, so what do you do for a living? And, and it's so funny because as soon as they ask that question, what do you do? And I say, oh, I'm a pastor. They get weird on me. Like they're like, oh, that's nice. And they go talk to somebody else or, or they just get real uncomfortable when they find out uh, that I'm a pastor. I remember one time I was uh, on an airplane and we were getting ready to take off. People were coming in and I was the first in my row. And, and I don't know about you, but I'm always like wondering, is, is that person going to sit in my row? Is that person going to sit in my row as they're coming by? And, and, uh, and so uh, this middle-aged woman sat down next to me in the seat right next to me and she was super friendly and she was chatting it up with me. And then the question came well, what do you do? And, uh, and I looked at her and I said, well, I'm a pastor. And, and I remember she said something like, oh, well, that's nice. And then she pulled out her headphones and put them on and never took them off the rest of the flight. It was like she got weird on me because she didn't want to have to talk to somebody that had a connection with, with Jesus. Listen, people are afraid of the light. It's one of the reasons that some of the most shameful things happen in the dark. We feel less exposed. But I want you to know this today, that we don't have to be afraid of the light. Because not only does the light expose us, but the light of Jesus, the light of the world, also comforts us and also brings us an endless love an endless hope, an endless joy. When I think of that first Christmas, it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the means. It didn't look like the Hallmark cards portray it. It was nasty and smelly. The animals were all over the place. Jesus was in a feeding trough with hay that could not be cleaned hay. It was hay off the ground. And it wasn't perfect. But in the midst of that imperfection, there was hope, there was joy, and there was an endless amount of love. 
So we don't have to be afraid of the light. James 1.17 says this. It says, every good gift, every good gift and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Every perfect gift comes from the Father of lights. And the greatest gift ever given was Jesus. You see, when I turned on the lights in the garage and I found Emma, she instantly had joy on her face. Because when she thought she was trapped in darkness, the light came in and she was rescued from the darkness. And you saw her transform, her face transform from fear to hope and from hope to joy and from joy to comfort and most of all, love as she was finally in the light. You see, that's what Christmas does for us. Yes, the light exposes our sin, but it also brings us hope and joy and comfort and peace. All that goodness came from a baby lying in a manger in a night that I would say was not so silent. And today, you, you are going to celebrate Christmas. You're going to open presents. You may have already opened presents. You may eat a big meal, and you may even take a nap later on. But that's not what Christmas is all about, is it? Like Christmas isn't about Santa. It's not about presents. Christmas isn't even about getting together with family. Christmas is all about the light. It's about Jesus, the light of the world, coming from up there to down here. And so every time you see a Christmas light today, Every time you see a Christmas light, my prayer is that you will be reminded that Jesus is the light of the world. He's our hope. He's our comfort. He's our savior. He's our peace. And he's our joy. So what do we do with that? What do we do with Jesus being the light of the world? Well, let me just say this. Number one, if you're watching today and you uh, call yourself a follower of Jesus, let me just encourage you. This is what I would love for you to do. I would love for you to spread the light. I would love for you to spread the light uh, to others around you, to share the light of the world. Don't keep the light to yourself, but spread it to all those who are around you. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, Paul says, For you were once darkness. You were once darkness, but he says, But now you are the light. You are light in the Lord. Live as children of the light. Live as children of the light. Spread the light. Don't forget what your life was like before receiving the forgiveness of Jesus. You were, you were just as dark and maybe even worse than all the others around you. And stop judging them and start living out your new calling to be the light. Start spreading the light. 
Like, don't wait until 2023. Start spreading the light today. I mean, ask yourself the question, how can I spread the light of Christ today? What can I do today on Christmas day to spread the light of the world to those around me? And maybe even consider who am I bringing to church next Sunday? Like, I'm not going to wait till next Sunday. I'm going to call them up now. I'm going to say, Merry Christmas. I want you to come to church with me next week. And who in your life needs light? Like, is it a neighbor that's next to you? Is it a coworker? Is it a friend? Is it a family member? Be the church and spread the light. But maybe, maybe you're here today and you're watching and, and, and you've never accepted the gift of Jesus. You've never received the gift of Jesus in your life. And let me just encourage you to see the light. Like, see it for the very first time, because without Jesus, you are living in darkness. And worst of all, you may be living, have been living in darkness so long that you don't even realize it anymore. Like, your eyes have adjusted, and you just think, this is normal. My life is normal, but it doesn't have to stay that way. Jesus said in John 12, 46, he said, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Like God's hope for you is to live in the light. God's hope for you is to experience the light of the world. God's hope for you is to receive salvation. So just ask yourself, is there any darkness in your life? Because Jesus alone has the power to overcome it. You're not going to fix the darkness with a pill. You're not going to fix the darkness with a bottle. You're not going to fix the darkness with a new marriage. You're not going to fix the darkness with a therapist. You're not going to fix it with a better job or more money or more vacations or more stuff to pile up in your garage. You can't keep running away and hope that it's going to get better. The only way to overcome darkness is to invite the light in, to embrace the light of Jesus, because he alone is the light of the world. He alone has the power to forgive sins. He alone lived the perfect life and died in our place for our sins. You see, Jesus took the punishment that we deserve because of the darkness in our lives so that we could be forgiven. And this is why we celebrate Christmas. This is why we put up lights. It's a reminder that, the, that this is the season that we celebrate the light of the world coming to a dark world to rescue us, to rescue you and to rescue me. You see, every man and every woman and every child needs to experience the light of the world. So if you've never done so before, I hope that today you will receive the best gift ever, which is the light of the world, Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. Surrender everything over to him and watch the darkness flee from your life. You see, church, Jesus is the only hope that this world has. He alone, he alone is the bright light shining in the darkness. He alone has the power to save. So my prayer is that this Christmas, 
and every Christmas from this day forward would be a glorious reminder, not just of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus, but also a celebration of the moment that you saw the light. Would you pray with me? Father God, we thank you so much for Christmas. God, we thank you for the birth of Jesus. And God, that this baby came from up there to down here to be the light of the world. Father, we are surrounded by darkness and it's so easy to get caught up in the darkness. But Lord, you came to bring the light. So Lord, we don't have to live in the fear of darkness anymore. Because when we are with you, there's always, always light. So Father, I pray that those of us that follow you, those of us that have given our lives to you, that we would spread the light, that we wouldn't keep the light to ourselves. Jesus said that we don't keep a light hidden, but we let it shine for all to see. And so Father, may we spread the light. And if there's someone here today watching that has never said yes to you, my prayer is that today would be the day that they would see your light. They wouldn't just see it, but they would experience your light in their life. They would get a taste of the joy and the hope and the peace and the love and the grace and the forgiveness that comes from your light. If you're here today and you've never said yes, let me just invite you right now, wherever you're watching this from, just to bow your head and just to ask God, invite God to be the light of your world. It's simple, just say, dear Jesus, I recognize that I'm living in the darkness. God, I've got a dark past, I've got some dark secrets. God, I've got some things I'm not proud of. And Lord, I'm inviting you to come into my life and to shine the light on those things so that I might ask for forgiveness so that I might experience the joy of Christmas. Just say, Jesus, come into my life. Be the light in me and empower me and equip me to spread the light to others today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being the light of the world. Oh God, thank you so much for Christmas. Thank you for being our light in this dark place. In your name we pray, amen. Hey, as your family is uh, gathering around and watching, we wanna invite you to sing with us this last song together, this Christmas song. And may this song just be a, a song of hope for you. May this song be a song of declaring that, hey, my family's gonna spread the light. We're not gonna shine it only in our own homes or not just on Sunday morning, 
but we're going to spread the light throughout the week, every day, every chance, every opportunity with every person that we possibly can spread the light to. And if you're here and you said yes to Jesus, may this song just be a declaration of inviting Jesus into your life to be the light in you. So let's sing together. Wherever you're watching from, let's join together in song.